0: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever the time it is where you are. Elegant ladies and eminent gentlemen, welcome to this, the second episode of the Yet To Be Named podcast, brought to you by your host, the ever-ebullient Jesse, that's me, and the ever-sober and sublime Eric. That's me. We are delighted to have you with us yet again as we tear into the box office disappointment, which may nonetheless be a classic. American-made. Tom Cruise stars in this aeronautic tropical intrigue, if not historical drama, about the exploits of a daring pilot smuggling drugs for the CIA during the Contra scandal. Reaganites, prepare yourselves. So, a little more blabber for me. Um, my colleague has invited me to briefly summarize the film. Um, the story is of a commercial airline pilot uh, turned CIA operative named Barry Seal, one of the great pilots of modern aviation history. If you run in those circles, you will definitely know his name. Widely considered a legend. During his less than illustrious but nonetheless colorful career, uh, Barry would fly reconnaissance, reconnaissance missions for the CIA, so-called drop and pickup missions, arm smuggling, drug smuggling, and eventually a single high-profile mission at the express wishes of President Reagan and the White House. The film itself is based on Barry's life between the years of 1978 and 1986. We'll drop a spoiler warning eventually, so if you haven't seen the film yet, you should feel safe to keep listening. We'll make it clear when the spoilers start. So, first and foremost, my colleague, uh, your first impressions: what did you see, and what would your rating be?
1: Uh, I don't know. I liked the movie. It was like it was good. It was fun to watch. It wasn't like uh, very brain stimulating, I found, but it was it was fun to watch. Uh, I'd give it.
0: Uh seven point <laughs> six on ten. He always gives the weirdest rate. <laughs> when we were supposed to rate it on five, he gave Thor Ragnarok a 2.8. Yeah. Yeah. Struggles. But so hey. um I agree with you that it was a bit um uh uh empty yeah. almost. Yeah. The some of the weight of the film, you're dealing with war, you're dealing with drugs, you're dealing with people being killed, you're dealing with the most dangerous cartels, and yet you never really get... You never feel scared from. him. Like, he's never going to die. Exactly, exactly. And that's actually one of the things that's fun about Tom Cruise is that he's a very polarizing actor. A lot of people don't like him. Like, there are some people that I know where if they're like, oh, that's a Tom Cruise movie, I'm not going to go, then there are other people who are like, that's a Tom Cruise movie, I have to go. So you really are really for or against, but I personally prefer it when he plays kind of cheeky bad guys, because when he plays some more serious characters, I kind of, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It, it turns me off in a way that it doesn't when he plays a guy who you should not be rooting for. He's a drug dealer, he's an arm smuggler, he's just a crook from top to bottom, and he's doing really bad things, and somehow when the police are after him, you're like, no, get away, don't <laughs> <you."> <laughs> That's
1: it. I, I found the same thing, but like, I... I didn't, I didn't like his character. Like it, really? it wasn't, he didn't, he didn't like pull me in. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, like, was, his accent was fucking pissed me off though. Really? Yeah, was I it? I did not like that at all. Right, really? Oh yeah. That didn't, it didn't uh, bug me as much. Like it didn't bug me for a little bit and then I noticed it and I, uh, Oh I yeah. get once, away from once it. it. Once I was it starts, like, oh no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It starts to pop. It's so uh, bad. Did, um, uh, so did you read anything about the, uh, the film at all? No, I, I I went in completely mud. Okay, that's the per- that's perfect because I I did a whole bunch of homework before it. It turns out this is the same director that he worked with. I, I think it's Doug Lyman is his name. I we should check. We'll we'll, we'll correct that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if I got it wrong. But this is their second collaboration. They also worked on Edge of Tomorrow. If you haven't. Okay. Seen. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. That was their first. So that was their first collaboration. Yeah. They're both actual airline pilots. Both of them fly planes. Okay. And Tom Cruise was actually the guy flying a plane in a lot of those scenes. I can see that. And uh, it was one of the things that they went in with as a goal is they wanted to shoot a high-speed chase in the air, which had never been done before. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, yet yeah, to a certain extent, that they, they pulled it off. Like, when, when, when the... Like, I just, you know, it's difficult to shoot two planes... Following each other. Yeah. And not just cutting it all to pieces. Exactly. And I felt like there were a couple of shots there where yeah,
1: there was a lot of like shots where like a bunch of planes were really close to each other, and I was like, oh,
0: okay, that's kind of dicey. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I, I wonder when the plane tips the other plane's wing. When I was thinking, going to. Yeah. was that
1: real? I don't or was think that... so, dude. I, I, when the second it happened, I was like, that has to be CG. Like, there's no way a plane wing could if, smash. If the, like in the, the insurance,
0: apartment. just the insurance problems would just be too, yeah. I mean, too if, much.
1: If bags of cash. Really
0: yeah. Care. Well, okay. On on, on uh, like another note. Um, Tom and Doug both flew down into the Colombian jungle and Scary. slept there in a tent. And they, yeah, that actually happened. Like they literally went down there. It's and wild. the studio was trying to get Tom Cruise not to go because he's Tom Cruise. Like he's an yeah. expensive <laughs> asset. You don't just send him into the middle of a jungle. Insurance is crazy. They literally showed him a picture of a Colombian jaguar and they're like, this is an apex predator. This will kill you. He, and yeah. Thomas' apparent response, according to uh, Doug Glyman, was um, uh, he like, had this like cheeky comeback where he was like, oh, I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> so it's just Sounds sort, like of, Tom Cruise. sort of over the top, you know. Yeah. But it, I, I have to say, uh, just like to re- a redeeming quality of the actor, whether you hate him or whether you love him, him doing all his stunts does earn like, yeah i got some respect back for respect for that. that might yeah. otherwise not be there i got some i got some respect for that yeah, yeah yeah like there's just some stuff where it's like navy seal stuff but you don't expect that from an actor like exactly jennifer lawrence used to say, said about chris pratt she's like you are the weakest strong person i have ever met because <laughs> that's the thing about actors they like work themselves out but they're it's visual yeah, exactly. It's not you know, a functioning muscle. It's a function. Exactly. So when yeah. you go to like pick someone up, they're like, "Wow, you're like a lot less strong than you look." Yeah. And so that's something that's often made fun of in Hollywood that these men that look like total beasts and like guys look up to them and they're like, "Oh, they're actually really prima donnas behind exactly. the scenes. So and they- then
1: you see Tom Cruise, who's like kind of skinny, like he's on the skinnier side, and he could yeah, like and then he has the balls to like just forward. pop in a plane with <laughs> his
0: director and fly down to Colombia and then like exactly take a, a like nap in the jungle yeah. in a tent is so just sort wild. Of a, yeah, it's wild. So, I guess uh, we're, now we're discussing. Let's maybe we should go into more of the plot of the movie for our audience. Yeah, sure. Let's go. The conflict of the main character is pretty much that um, he is bored. Yep. The opening <laughs> of the movie um, has Tom uh, Barry. I'll, I'll refer to the character's name now. Has Barry's character flying a commercial jet, and his co-pilot is sleeping. So he kind of just because he wants to spice things up, he takes the plane off autopilot and fakes turbulence just for shits, just because he's just bored. Yeah, that,
1: that was an aggressive fake turbulence, though. <laughs> the, the mass drop yeah, down. And yeah. the, the it was, was intense. Cold. Yeah, like that'd be full panic mode for me. For you, yeah. Oh, if I'm playing like And the mass that drop, level of like, like, oh, You'd just God. be like, well, not it, sleeping anymore. I've watched too much Mayday to be like,
0: oh God. Not, that, show, not, that show I'm, is dangerous to horrifying, watch. Horrifying. Uh, that yeah, that, so that's a good example of how sometimes like you don't have to create a conflict for your character that is like his father, you know went away when he was this young kid and his mother's yeah. an alcoholic and he has a young daughter that he's like you don't need to pile on conflict. Yeah. You can just have it be as simple as this dude just needs a little bit more action in his life. Exactly so when the CIA comes to see him in the second scene Yeah. He's he's, he's like, like, yeah. Yeah. You don't know, he down. there's no like you no know, like the hero's journey has to like be questioned and no, he, you know he like jumps rejection it. of the call. There's none of that. It's just like, no, and now the movie's starting. Yeah. Which I really liked. I feel like there's too many movies yeah. who I'm 25 minutes in and I'm like something has to happen quick soon yeah the thing the thing that like that that's like very hard
1: on like writers because writing is for screen is so hard yeah like to get even like simple stuff like getting a conflict is difficult like I remember in film school we had to write scripts and like you'd write a script you'd be like hey it's pretty good like you'd show it to a friend they're like hey it's not bad show the teacher and he's like what's the conflict and you're like God damn it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, And I th- that's one of the things that kind of I maybe why this podcast really works is because we both obsess over different things. We were talking about this for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. We could make a movie with you saying like, dude, I see the Hulk diving into the face of a gigantic lava monster. Take me there. Yeah. And then I can do the filling in between set piece to set piece. Exactly. And sometimes these movies do it well and sometimes they don't do it well, but... If you obsess like I obsess about conflict to the point where I'm watching it and I'm like constantly tapping to see the timer to be like, are we on act one? Are we in act two now? Where's yeah. act two? Like yeah. the brother introduction of the brother. Yeah. Yeah. No, that like That's to say the, the brother-in-law. The, yeah. Brother-in-law. That was like a the very clear line. That was act two. Yeah. yeah. Act two begins at the introduction of the brother-in-law. Yeah. And it was at that I, at that moment I was sort of like, oh, huh. it disappointed me a bit in terms of the quality of the story because all of these stories always involve, like stories regarding drugs. Yeah, they always involve a guy who's living a boring life. Then he gets a taste of the sweet life, and then it spirals out of control. Yeah, and when it's something is cliched, and it's saved by the fact that this is actually historically true. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. but the way like it's just it's one of those things where like deadbeat. Brother-in-law, yeah, it's is so, so such a played-out trope. I like, hate that. There are whole movies about you have a perfect life and everything's going great, and your kids are going to school, and then oh <laughs> no, <laughs> Will Ferrell had the perfect life, Until... but then one day Adam Sandler, <laughs> his brother-in-law, shows up. It's... Now he's going to have to find out and click, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You, you've already like set up the trailer, um, but the, I, I finally found, found played it like fairly nuanced and also not to like for example that could have easily been an homage to the god oh a bit of a spoiler here barry seal's brother-in-law his his car is is blown up as a favor to barry by his friends of the medellin uh cartel the colombians and they're they're telling him on the phone they're like don't worry man we're gonna take care of it we know about your brother-in-law and he's like what it's like hes thinking about it as like two different worlds, right? Yeah. Like there's his life there, and then there's his family life orc. here. Yeah. And they're like, "No, no, man, we know about it. We're going to take care of it." Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, like, no, 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 no! no, 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 no I you're not going to take it. care of it. What are you? What are you talking about? Right?" Yeah. yeah. And then shortly afterwards, the brother-in-law's car slows up <coughs> to prevent him from talking, basically. Yeah. And they're they're doing this as like a favor to Barry, also to spare themselves exactly. the trouble of him talking to the FBI. But when they do it, when they film it, there was no Godfather elements, which I thought was nice. Yeah. I found,
1: I, I, like, the second I saw his car on the side of the road, I called it. I was like, really? oh, it's blowing up. Oh, I didn't call that one. Oh. Not at all. I knew it was happening the second he's like, oh, we'll take care of it. I was like, oh, he's, he's being blown up. No way. Yeah, 100%. No like, way. that's why I was kind of disappointed when it actually happened, because I was expecting something, like, kind of different, or, like... You have high expectations, bro. No, like, I don't know, like...
0: My colleague.
1: When you're writing a script, like... You try to take something like if you know it's going to that point, try to take it somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I like those. I like those like curves. Where yeah. You're like oh like, fuck! You, like I didn't see that coming. But part of the, part of the problem is that um, like those tropes, like if you want to call them movie tropes, like the car blowing up. Yeah. You can those the, when you take twists on those tropes. It's especially fun for part of your audience. But then there are those people who aren't movie buffs. Yeah. Who almost need the tropes to understand. what is going on like if you do too many of those like "Uh, oh yeah
1: yeah uh like even even not even like something crazy just like his car didn't blow... Like, already the fact that he started the car and moved a bit... That's was what I bit, thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was already a yeah. bit of an of a, of a that,
0: yeah. kind of a playing with the trope. Exactly. And then they had fun at the... Okay, so more spoilers. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We, we, we should pass the spoiler line. Just watch the movie. Come back here when you're done. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We, we could have gotten deeper into it without <laughs> spoilers, but we're, we're at a good place now.
1: Welcome back. You've watched the movie. Hey! <laughs>
0: hey welcome back. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us again. <laughs> uh, the end of the film, they were with the whole... Every time he goes to start his car, yeah, he's spooked. There's that pause, and he's like trying to get yeah. people to back away from his car. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That, yeah, that, like that, fun. You like played with it a little bit in I a good that, way. Yeah, that that see, that was fun, like because he, he knows he's gonna die. So he's like, oh, every time, ah, okay, every I got time. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ultimately, he doesn't die from a car bomb, right? Yeah, just silence. I
1: found, I found that that death, like, <laughs> didn't have enough payoff. No, like, yeah. there's nothing. He was just like an off-screen gunshot and i was like okay
0: well okay this is one of the most important questions i wanted to ask you okay um what did you think of the splicing in and out of these video cassette for is it hammy is it a good storytelling technique is it a, a easy way out i think it has the potential to be good
1: storytelling technique but in this scenario i wasn't a huge fan of it till the end
0: yeah, when it kind of ties all yeah, together. exactly.
1: Like when it was just the, uh, when it was just like, the, like the, f- after the first scene, I think there was one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the You're fuck like, is what this? What are they like, doing here? Yeah. It's so it was like kind of cringy then. Yes, I agree. And then as it went on, I was like, okay, he's explaining it to someone, but then you never explain like who the someone was. Yeah. Like if it was like, he's passing them on to someone to explain what happened. Yeah. It made more sense.
0: Yeah. It would have been almost better to save them. For like a little later on, instead of trying to open up with, like you know, I t- I tend to I tend to look before I or leap before I look. Kind yeah. Of exactly. Thing At like first segment, where you're like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. slightly cheese. or at
1: least like introduce like who he's talking to. You know, like if he's like making these as like a as like an explanation to his wife oh, or something. Yeah. So
0: like just if it was like tape tape to. Yeah. It'd be like hey, tapes. whatever her
1: name was. Like yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> explain.
0: I'm I'm bad with names. I'm All sorry. right. What did you think? No, no. You're because you're not. It was just she was she was very kind of. Um, w- very much a non-character in a way. Yeah, yeah. No, not a lot of stakes. Not a lot of arc. Well, she. What arc? Except did she for have? like every get once rich, in a while, where he poor. would be like, "Do you trust me?" And she'd be like, "No, fuck you."
1: And then hug, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean?" <laughs> yeah, her arc was. Eh, there was no. Like, I don't think there was an arc. I didn't see. Well, much it was get rich get poor, but like.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. At the end, that final shot with the. The, she's still wearing the gold bracelet for, or the diamond-studded bracelet for yeah, sentimental values as she's working at KFC a fast or whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah, place. Yeah, that's a good point. That's why, like,
1: the the script had some like redeeming qualities, but like overall, I found it kind of just like weak in the like move forward section. Like,
0: yeah, I actually it's funny because I, I I would I would say I like the pacing, but one of the things I really liked is the way that they would. Use storytelling elements like when they introduce the four other Snowbirds. Yeah. So just to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, at one point Barry Seal um, recruits four more pilots to fly uh, drugs, and, and we'll we'll, we'll talk a little, a little more about this later. So if you you can have some better understanding of exactly how the story develops. Um, but basically, he goes from just flying reconnaissance missions for the CIA, when he's just taking pictures, to eventually flying over and picking up drugs and then bringing them back to the United States and dumping them out and getting paid $2000 for every 2.2 2 pounds yeah. of cocaine it's which a of money. is a tremendous amount of money now even in from someone who as he was working for the CIA and and people they were telling him like my god these are some of the best f- photographs we've ever seen
1: yeah
0: and he was like well i'm going to need to see more money soon and they were like hmm, <laughs> he will work something out so he, he kind of had to go out on his own and he ended up doing it by Delivering cocaine, which he didn't even do totally willingly, right? He got... Yeah, you kind of got finessed into it. Yeah. yeah. The Snowbirds yeah. were the total group of five pilots. And when they introduced the other four pilots, there was none of this aliens, like, Suicide Squad, like... There was Tom, the badass. Yeah. There was Donnie, the... Uh, it was yeah. just one shot, Yeah. and they just dropped in four rectangles and yep. each guy was just holding a different prop there was a guy with the surfboard, surfboard the guy with the snake
1: <laughs> the surfboard guy like when he's like trying <laughs> to shove he's the guys pushing them away with the surfboard <laughs>
0: Someone died at that part. And I just, I felt like that was some nice, crisp storytelling. I exactly. really that. Yeah, I like wasting, that. You're not wasting, because we don't need to know about them. Exactly. They're not characters that are going to be developed. They barely talk in it, so like, what's Right. There? And it would have been amazing if Suis- Suicide Squad had done more of that. Like, instead of dropping characters in and just not developing them at all, but having this big, flashy introduction for them, yeah. this is the way to do it. Exactly. Literally just give the guy a quarter of the screen and a prop <laughs> yeah. to establish that we went from having one plane... To five, five points. That's it. <laughs> easy peasy. Right? Yeah, that yeah. was it. I really, I liked I like that.
1: Yeah, me too. I was yeah. it was nice, simple. Got to the point. Yeah, that's that, the, that's Doug. The glo- I mean,
0: even in Edge of Tomorrow, he did he did things like that where there were things where he could have gotten bogged down in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't stray far from his uh, his like script, like or his like story. Like, yeah. He doesn't go off in tangents
0: or anything. Yeah. Where you like? Well, why? What's what is has to do? Yeah. With there's the story? like very little fat. Yeah, exactly. In the film, which yeah. is which is so refreshing, especially with yeah. some of these blockbusters that are like Thor Ragnarok, which it's like, are you just padding the runtime? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, how do we have time for this? But it was also two, and a half, like, two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, I'm and like... the, you had to have whole scenes with the Australian guy being like, you know, <laughs> the big rock guy, yeah. these like long dumb jokes that would go on for like two and a half minutes. Hey, like, buddy. How do <laughs> so, you have time for this? Yeah, just chop it, chop it. Yeah, or if you wanted the movie to be that long, in, you like introduce... Like more elements. Yeah, more elements. mean something. Not elements like the guy who ends up with two machine guns. Yeah. It's no. like not
1: dumb, yeah. just dumb, like redeeming smart. arcs yeah. that are just yeah, kind of, you know. I did find the, the, the runtime for American Made kind of long, though. Like, Did you? Yeah. It was, it was like, I, I watched it on two different days, so maybe that was it. But like, I don't know. It was like, the middle part
0: just lost me.
1: I was like, okay, he's middle still part, running. So
0: act two with the brother-in-law.
1: But, like, not, like, the, and, like, the middle half of Act 2. Okay, like I, yeah,
0: so this is the point where they're, like, scrambling to find where to put money? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, I I don't know, I I got bored of it, like. Yeah. It was, it was like, there was so, there's so many, like, conflicting, not views, but, like, there's so many things he had to go, like, steps he had to do. Yeah. And then it would change. Like, he had to do routes from here to here to here. And then, like. 20 minutes later it changed from here to here and they need to bring this for this guy this for this guy yeah and then like all that that was gone and then there's like three new people yeah like the general and like the yeah and i was like that's
0: true yeah the general who who is introduced and is just sort of yeah it kind of but that's that's i guess the problem with doing a historical yeah you have to have those guys right is because like that's accurate to the history but for a film
1: goer you're like, yeah,
0: can't can't you just have one I route? Between yeah,
1: between not even not even like one route, just like like explain them better almost. Like have have like remember the diagram on the first time he did it when he's like he had to go down through the through the special zones there. Yeah, like yeah, Like that animation. Yeah, I wish they had that for like all yes. of the different routes. I agree. Like that I agree. Yeah, help yeah. to like visualize like he's going from here to here to here to here. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wish they did that
0: more. Uh, so just so it's clear for anyone who who hasn't watched the movie and is just listening to us. Um, over the the course of the many different missions that um, uh, Barry Seal was dispatched on, some of which were just missions to specific countries where he was taking photographs, and then eventually it became missions to Nicaragua to drop off weapons for the Contras, on the first occasion of which he gets his ass beat and his, his sunglasses. sunglasses taken, <laughs> yeah. because the guys are so less interested in fighting a war than they are in just acquiring stuff. And yeah. uh, that uh, he ends up getting his stuff taken, so the next time he goes back, he goes back with a baseball bat, which is where he meets the Medellin clan. For the, or the
1: no, that was that was when they isn't isn't that where it's not the first time they meet, but it was it was how they uh, how they got the deal, how they
0: got the deal right to, to bring the to, guns to, to, to the Medellin. So this is a major plot point and and actually a really important historical note. Ronald Reagan, who was a conservative uh, and a Republican, wanted to continue fighting a war in Nicaragua to help what he called the freedom fighters fight against the communists so that Nicaragua did not become a communist country. However, Congress would not give him the right to do this. So Reagan turned to the CIA, which does not need congressional approval for any of its missions. And so the CIA's job was to go to Nicaragua, recruit young men and give them weapons so that they could fight against the communist troops, which were very well motivated in a lot of cases. When this happened, um, it was clear to a lot of people on the ground that these contras, as they were called, really were not that interested in fighting a war. But the Colombians who were at this point selling a lot of cocaine and making a lot of money, were interested in the weapons. And so what Barry Seal ended up doing was he would fly from the United States to Nicaragua, he would drop off some of the weapons, fly the rest of the weapons to Colombia give them to the cartel, take the drugs on board, and then fly back to the United States and dump the drugs into Louisiana. Or depending on which way it would work, sometimes he would fly all the way to Colombia, pick up the drugs, drop off some weapons, fly to Nicaragua, drop off the drugs so that they could be put in boats and sent to Miami, and drop off the rest of the weapons, and then fly back to the United States. And over all of this, he he was skimming a little off the top every time so very quickly he had more money than he or any other human being would know what to do with especially if you can't put it in a bank exactly there's a great scene when uh, the fbi the chief investigator for the fbi drives up the street in this little town in arkansas and he looks up and down the street and every building is a bank Cause, yeah, he just owns he, banks. He, that's he, he, all he's. He has so much money that he has to launder. That there was just nothing. There was that was basically the primary business on Main Street was just laundering money from this extremely lucrative drug arms and and it wasn't espionage even like anywhere operations. close to all of it. Like he had to bury money in his backyard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like that was like an effective system. Like it was coming out his ears yeah. even after all of this. Exactly. I think overall, if if I were to like. If I were to say, this is always a good question. Do you think you're going to remember the movie a year from now? I don't think I'm going to
1: remember the movie as a whole. I might remember parts of it. Because, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, it didn't grab me. Like, it didn't, like, it didn't interest me enough to, like, make me, like, be like, oh, that was a good movie.
0: Yeah. As uh, we as we discussed earlier, it was a bit sort of light and fluffy. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, like. Sort of like a popcorn-y movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And. So I'll remember it, but I won't. I won't be like. I think, I won't I think I'll remember some people. of like the
0: flight. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah. Which, Which is him I, flying like right over the water, like that was sick. Yeah, and yeah. just to know that all of that was real, like exactly. this, is, this is not CGI. Like these, these are planes That's flying Tom right Tom over. Cruise. The tr- flying <laughs> <laughs> yes. Inches yeah. from water. Tom Cruise doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That that part I definitely will remember more. How did you feel about the conflict resolution, if you will?
1: I I the the way Tom Cruise died, didn't like that at all. Yeah. It was like very like, oh, like the the credits almost rolled and I was like, wait, did he actually die? Or like, was that just like a, (laughs) haha, I I didn't, I was like, like, it's going to do like a, like a, like a, like a Batman credit scene where like, he's
0: just sitting on a chair.
1: (laughs) 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 No, I I was like, I was a bit confused by that. There's a lot of things that like, it's hard to wrap because of the fact that it's historically like, it has to be accurate. Yeah. But. I don't know. There's some parts that I liked, like the the whole wrapping of the, the, the uh, videotapes. Yeah, that was I agree. good. I agree. But then, like the fact that they never got anywhere, kind of, yeah, ruined that. Yeah. But like overall, the movie, like it wasn't like satisfying for me. What was your What was your rating again? Seven point six, I think.
0: Seven point six on 4, ten, something
1: like that. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah, it was about, I, mostly because of the flying and like the the acting was I found pretty okay. Did
0: you enjoy it more than Thor?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you did. I, I just I don't like superhero movies though. Like that's not my interesting. That's not, my, interesting. Like they're too, not your cup of tea. They're I find they're too. Uh, they they follow the the trends too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Right well, now the trend is like like quirky shit. This is something I wanted to mention to you actually. We were talking about quippiness last time, yeah. like the the incessant need for quips. Yeah, and there were a couple of times I couldn't mention them like specifically, but there were times when, they, they would they would they would purposefully cut a quip short. So it would be like, so like, we have to get out. You know, like yeah. instead of them like screaming, we have to get out. They just like, we have to get, and then they would like grab their bags and just like walk out of the room and then it would cut. Yeah. And I was, I like that. I like yeah, that. They Cause you
1: know exactly what it's talking about, but yeah. like, you don't have to You like, oh, you already they did know that. What you're going to say, right? Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. I, so yeah. that was refreshing.
1: So a quick question for you actually, before we stop this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what did you think about the color of the movie?
0: Yes, this is, yes, this was my chief, The thing that I like the most about it, and I I so wanted to hear your opinion on this. This is the thing I like the most about the movie. Every location had its own coloring, all the way down to individual South American nations. Like, the coloring in Nicaragua is not the same as the coloring in Colombia. And then as soon as you get to the United States, it gets drab and blues, oranges... It, it kind of, it makes you feel this sense of like, like this is uh, not where the adventure yeah, is. Yeah. And then the second you get into like the sky or you're flying over these jungle scenes, vibrant it just pops. Like yeah. it just, it's like, it turns on. I absolutely love that. I can't okay. wait to hear you talk about yeah.
1: this. That's, that's one of the things that like I love doing when I'm like editing work is just putting on like a nice color uh, layer and just like seeing how well it pops, but also the storytelling you could tell with that. So like as soon as he gets into America, you you said like it just gets like dull, gray, boring, like overcast, and it just makes you not want to be there. Yeah, you can exactly. Just like get the exactly. fuck over with. Go back to the where the adventures. Yes, you know? yes. And like when it's the the Columbia scenes, especially for me, were co- like almost over vibrant. Really, on the edge of right on the edge of oversaturated. Yeah, and I was like, these colors are whack, but like. It was good whack. It's
0: almost like way too much. It's like Alice in Wonderlandy, you know. Like yeah, it's now like we're in unvo- the crazy, yeah, like a- under underground world.
1: An unbelievable amount of adventure there. So there's an unbelievable amount of color in the, yeah, in the yeah. picture. yeah, yeah.
0: And I think I, I don't know if this would be correct, but the plane scenes, the so the first plane scene, drab as yeah. hell. Like yeah. it's ba- if you could, it's at night too. If b- 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 boring was a color, yeah. that's what it. What that's what it was. Exactly. And then in the other plane scenes, like in some of the chases, I think I would describe the colors as crisp. The plane is shiny, the water is blue.
1: It's just like almost like a drug trip. How nice it looks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Versus like, which is a metaphor life. for exactly like <laughs> yeah. what his what his passion was. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that we talked about that because yeah. that, that was so important. And I feel like that is one of the things that, you, as a movie-going audience. You don't think about these things, but people no. who make movies do think about these things, yeah. and it can tell so much. It's like music. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, you don't realize how much music played a role in. I don't know why I'm picking Star how you're, Wars. How you're feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but if you watch a muted Star Wars scene, yeah, it's it, not as like it's not it's yeah. not, it's not it's like the same show. Like it's a completely different thing that you're watching. Exactly. So the color in the movie tells you a story that you might not even to intake on yeah, a conscious it's like, level. It's like an unconscious perception of yeah. But it makes you like it helps you sympathize with the character and even though he's doing terrible things when he goes into that dream yeah colorful world, you want to be there too because it's, it's just like, so much more looks beautiful. So much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I love that. It's like that's one person's job in the entire like film. It's the colorist and like is, is literally that, their
0: job is to do the color. It so who, the cinematographer yeah. is the per is the colorist's boss
1: not technically they're the, on the same the director would be the colorist's boss okay but like the cinematographer it, like the it's like a weird hierarchy and like some like duos like director dop duos have different like ways of working with that the like what i usually see is like the directors saying like i want this feeling i want that feeling and then the the colors will color it and then the dp and
0: the director will look at it together Okay, it's usually how it works. And just for our audience, so it's clear, how how would you distinguish, like, a, if if what are the what are the skills of a director of photography that a director does not have? Like, what 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 is the director of photography doing that is contributing to your movie-going experience? The
1: director of photography basically what he does is the director will come to you. The director will come to you and say, "I want this to be like." He explains to you the character and he explains to you the feeling that he wants to portray. And then the DP would have to use camera angles, tricks, focal lengths, color, light to tell you that. Like, subconsciously tell you that. So, if like, there was a lot of shots that were, like, close. Like, I, I don't know if you can tell, but, like, their faces looked almost, like, warped. Because the camera was close to them, but they were using a wide focal length. So what that does is it they makes your not face look on that, no. it makes your face look like almost like weird 3D. Yeah. Like it's popping out. Like you know when you take a GoPro and you put it near your yeah, face? Yeah, 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 you get it, that bubble, you get yeah, that fish bubble. Exactly that. So but like a little bit less, but like that. And that makes you, the character like feel weird or like uncomfortable or look
0: like, you know, like they're in a position of stress or something like. Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like not a natural state of mind. Interesting. Yeah. So like they use that a lot when he was in like Colombia mostly cuz like
0: Because he's stressed as hell. Yeah, because he's like, his life is is on on? the line from moment to moment. Indeed. Yeah.
1: So that's like some of the tricks that you can do, and like, of course, like the lighting and.
0: Is is it as um, uh, as a like a a dop? Yeah. Um, is it? A, is there a certain type of director who's more fun to work with like there are cer- are there certain kinds of directors who Maybe they don't really know what they want And so they're coming to you and they're asking for things and you're like
1: in my experience The oh, directors cool. that I like working with are the ones who know what they want, but won't tell you how to do it Okay, so it's like I want this I want you to get this and I want you to okay. get me this cool Yeah, it's like me saying I want the jacket to be well-fitting. Yeah, but then like you can choose the style of the jacket Yes Not like, I want the jacket to be like this. Oh, no, that pocket's too high. Oh, no, this is like that. Oh, no, this is like that. Like, they'll roll with it, but like, they'll guide you on like where they want you to go. Interesting. But like, you can move around in there.
0: I like that metaphor too, the metaphor of the tailor. Yeah. That you you tell them what you want and then you just let them do their job. Don't tell them how to do their job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because that's a It's like a lot of the creative arts is like very difficult in the sense that people who don't know what they're talking about will be like, I want this. And you're like, I know, but you're paying me to do my job. Let me do my job. Yeah
0: it's hard to it's hard to collaborate with someone who uh, is not necessarily um, who doesn't really understand what your job is. Yeah. Who doesn't know like what you've been trained to do, what you know how to do, and so they think that being director is just micromanaging every little aspect of. Yeah.
1: Well, in a sense, it is. But like.
0: Well, it's a lot. It's a lot of. But like- it's also like knowing where to stick, like where to. Exactly, yeah. And where to right. let the And where to just let the creative off. person's creativity take off. And exactly. Like, in some ways, it comes down to just being a good leader. Like, a good leader yeah. knows That's it. when they need to step in and when they need to step back. Yeah. Would you say that, like, directors that go to film school, the majority of them have learned to become good leaders? Or that you either, in the industry, you run into a lot of people who haven't really picked up those skills?
1: I personally think people are born leaders. Like, some people are good directors, but they can't lead the team so like in that sense they're not a good director yeah so like i think it's the people who've gone to film school the only ones who become directors are the ones who realize that they're good leaders interesting because like this the first day in film school everyone's like i want to be a director
0: yeah yeah and like, yeah so it's just like every every day like every time you get on a football field like every kid goes like i want to be the quarterback and yeah. then the longer you play the more you realize like no no, no i'm i'm a good tight end exactly I'm, you know like yeah i'm i was born to be a wide receiver like, exactly yeah so, like, you should stay, if
1: you know, like, if you're a good leader, like, people will follow you, you know? But, like, yeah. if you're a bad leader, people will, like, kind of be like, okay, like, behind your back, they'll be like, fuck this guy, let me do my job. Like, <laughs> and like
0: <laughs> I I, cut, I mean, there's a part of it that because, like, um, making movies is so glamorous, yeah and there's so many people who um, grow up wanting to make movies, and sometimes some of these people have, you know, like, parents in the industry, or... They'll, they just have connections that not everyone has. And so they can find them, like, wind up in a director's chair being a bad leader yeah. and having no idea of how to make a movie. Yeah. And you can imagine working for these people must be just the oh, worst. It's yeah. Just yeah. the worst. That's
1: why, like, sometimes, like, even producers, too, are kind of like that sometimes. But, like, you just have to, like... Because a producer is more of a money,
0: you're bringing money to the yeah, production, right? Yeah. So you feel entitled to ha- have a say, even though you might not know anything about...
1: That's the thing. Like, you have to almost separate that. Like, you, you're paying for this. This is the job you're getting. We'll now, do the job. Yes. Let us be. Now, <laughs> let us be. Yes, indeed. Like, you're paying your accountant. Let them do the numbers. Don't look over their shoulder and be like, oh, are, are you sure 2 plus 2 equals 4? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly.
0: Like, let, let me let me see the work exactly. for that. Like, and it's funny, because you don't, you don't see that for things like... Uh, like a tax accountant you know yeah. like no no one like because people know n- that expert. it's hard yeah exactly they, they know right. it's like it, it takes expertise it's an yeah. expertise yeah so you you don't like uh you see that a little bit more with professions where there's a lot of information online like you'll have people who will like go to their doctors and they'll be like are you sure like, so, yeah yeah he's a doctor yeah like he <laughs> oh, went oh you went to medical school went to med- oh you spent 12 years but of your people life? don't do that with surgeons oh, no. no no chance which is interesting like they'll do it with their like their, their like the doctor be like oh no no she's just got a bit of the sniffles like I'm not gonna give her any antibiotics yeah. they'll be like are you sure because I, I just I, I, I was reading all night last night about yeah. how there are deadly and yeah. he's like no I'm I'm sure Yeah, I'm a doctor. Whereas if you, if a surgeon is like, "Man, we're gonna have to remove this. I'm gonna make an incision here." There's no one who goes like, "Are you sure you don't want to do the incision here?" Because I've been reading up online all night, (laughs) and I think you should make the incision. I think I think
1: it's more like if you know the person only does this thing, they must know it well. Versus specialization as someone who knows all of your whole body, like they might be like "Eh." right. Like a brain surgeon, he all he knows is the no brain. One, yes, exactly. So no one, no he one can't fuck f- that up. The brain surgeon, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Except if he's Ben Carson. Yeah, well, at which point it's like I would not trust that like guy with my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, no politics. No politics. We've agreed, ladies and gentlemen. There will be no <laughs> politics on this show. No politics.
1: But anyways, before we before we jump, the thing I want to say was uh, one thing that like bothers me a lot with people who ask me to do work for them is when they say, uh, "Oh, like." I'm like this is the the price of this, this is the price of that and like then we have to color the image and like blah blah blah, and they don't understand the importance of color correction. And I just want to go in that quick. Cause, yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause, I don't know when we when you worked with cameras. Well, I I didn't
0: so let let this be clear. Uh, I this first I first understood the importance of color correction after having made movies a lot in high school. I was I was four four years older than you, so three grades above uh, Eric. I was, I was doing a lot of movie making there, and it would always just, it would aggravate me the way I could see something in my head that I wanted to make, and I would film it, and then I would go home and look at it on the computer, and it would just look like a home movie. Yeah. It would just look like a home movie. It looked terrible, and I it would drive me absolutely crazy. This is before the age of smartphones, so we were using just like tape yeah. tape camcorders. Yeah. It was just, uh, it, I can still remember the frustration of it looking fine- on the little screen, and then I yeah. get it on my computer screen, and it just looks terrible. Yeah, it looks like your dad did it. It like like my dad did it, perfectly worded. Yeah. But then Eric made this video that he showed me. This is, I think, the year after I left. Uh, it was a dance. It was a Valentine's Day dance oh, yeah. video. It was really short, and it was to promote to promote the dance. It looked like a movie. <laughs> Finally, yeah. and the cr- the key to cracking the code was color correction. Yeah, 100%. That was it. Yeah. And it finally looked, it was like, yes, yes, that's what I wanted <laughs> all this time. Yeah. That's what I wanted.
1: Yeah. It, it's, there's like a couple of things that get you the film look, if you will. Just run through them quickly, like image size, dynamic range, and color. The, the one that I'm going to focus on is when you go, it's color, when you, and dynamic range kind of goes into that. When you shoot on higher end cameras, like in the, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars worth of camera they shoot and like even like smaller dslrs now are starting to shoot it but they shoot log which means your grays your your blacks aren't black they're gray and your whites are not white they're gray so like if you look at i'm just going to illustrate this for you when you look at a like an image and there's like a linear line through it yeah this point is your black point on the bottom left corner and the top right corner is your white point and normally when you see a curve line, it's like that yeah, from one corner to the other corner. Yeah. and then you So change. just
0: just a, a straight, just so I can describe it for the yeah. audience. It's
1: a square from, and there's a line going from the bottom left to top right. Yeah. And then, so that's your, your black and white point. What log does is it grabs the end points of those li- the two of the line, basically, and mm-hmm. it, it shifts it towards the middle. So your black isn't black, it's dark gray, and your white isn't white, it's dark gray.
0: So it looks closer to a line... Bisecting the middle of the square than what was before... A point to point. Going from corner to corner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And what that does is it makes your image look really gray and really flat. so And like zero saturation. So okay. So remember when we talked about uh, an American made when he's in America and it looks gray? Yes. That's closer to what the log looks like. Okay. Than in Columbia when it's like nice and saturated and vibrant.
0: You're getting closer to you're getting the you're corner getting, to corner exactly on the square
1: so hiring cameras shoot in this log format which is like this gray format okay and if i deliver that to you you're gonna be like well what the fuck is this yeah. it looks gray it looks like what's wrong with dull. your doll yeah exactly so my job well part of my job at the company i work with is color correction and i'll literally spend like Almost like sometimes like it's fast because like you know what you're doing, but like sometimes like you'll spend an hour on one clip, just making it the way you saw it when you shot it. Because like wow, you add,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Well, can I can I ask like, what is the purpose of filming it in log? In log, so it
1: gets a higher dynamic range, so you're you're you can get more detail in the darks, more detail in the whites. Right. So when you here, for example, if it's a sunny day outside, you're inside yes, your house. Yes, that's the example I was thinking of, yes. Yeah, you're inside your house, you take your camera out. And you, you film either... out the window. Yeah, if you film out the window, the inside of your house is black. Yeah. If you film inside your house, the window is white. Yes. Dynamic range.
0: Allows you to be able to see both what's outside the window and inside your house at the same time. Exactly. And then you have to go back and recover the colors.
1: Exactly. And But like even, even not even the colors, just
0: bring the window back to being bright. Cause oh, I see. Because you know? when you're filming it, right? Yeah. Okay, it's 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 it sucked all the it sucked for lack of a better word all the light out of the window, and it's pumped light into the exactly. room. Yeah, and so now you have to go back and adjust that and balance it out. Exactly. So that when people say uh, something like um, uh, color balance, yeah, are they talking about the balance of red, blues, and greens? Is yeah. this like light balance. Yeah. So now but we're like discussing the, light balance.
1: The balance of light. Yeah, not really but not like really? The, color, the color balance light blue uh red blue green mm-hmm. when you like manage those it's like your white balance almost your white balance and your tint
0: okay because they all come into yeah you're getting yeah you're, that's naturally going to be coming into it if you're if you're playing around with exactly so if i have like color three peaks one red peak
1: one white peak one blue peak okay if i put them all at the exact same spot it'll be white like, I like see. Yes. A yeah, yes. Of peak. course. That makes yeah. sense. That makes but sense. But if I bring the blue one higher, it'll be a bluish white. You know, interesting. What I'm like it, it's 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 like a it's like a trapeze dance. Yeah. Of you color.
0: see, ladies and gentlemen, you should see the gesticulations that my colleague <laughs> is making here as he's describing this. It's, the Italian it's roots. totally visual. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. I love if, that. If you want to, if you want to, like see
1: exactly what I'm talking about, search up uh, "RGB parade" on uh, Google, and you'll see a picture of like the white, the red, blue, green, like. It's uh, RGB
0: parade, ladies and gentlemen. Highly recommend that you look it up. Yeah.
1: And so the app that I use, uh, DaVinci Resolve, lets you do so many like amazing things. Like you can literally, I can make a circle, put it on your face, click track, and it'll go brrr, track it through 3D
0: space. Okay. And then I can apply color to just your face. Wow. Yeah. So you can actually individually pull out elements from the video 100%. and color them as individual entities. Yeah.
1: So like if I, if I shoot you right now, and i want this desk to be orange instead of like blonde doable just you you select you do it like a like an eyedropper basically and you select this color and then you make you say the app says anything that's this color will be changed to this color and it automatically does that and it automatically tracks it and like it's it's insane
0: i love one of the things about this that is the most fascinating for me is aside from the technical aspect of it like a photographer, we know photographers play around with the colors yeah. in in pictures that we see. And we know that sometimes we're seeing a picture like, let's say, like the cover of Oprah magazine. Yeah. Where the, it's it's like the colors almost describe happiness. Like they're screaming happiness. Oprah's yeah. dress is, is big and orange and it's popping out and she's smiling. And, and in the background, there's there are baby tigers and there's a, plants that are just super green. And it's just like, Ah! We're really happy by this magazine (laughs) when you do it in a film um, you're there are ways in which those can actually change like you could you could actually tell a story of uh, Oprah going from a happy place and then walking to a somber place and having the colors actually naturally shift over the course and tell a story just purely in color just having a person walk from one place to another and be, be be walking in the exact same way, nothing about them changes, but they're happy here and now they're shifting and now they're more somber yeah. and now they're sad and now we've just gone black and white. On, on the subject of color, I asked my colleague this weekend, uh, or that is to say this week, I, I asked if he would be able to explain to me how Stranger Things manages through ca- uh, camera work or whatever else is is being employed To look like it was made in the 1980s, uh, 1981, to the release of E.T. It's 1981, right? Something like that. 79? That's about right. It was in the 80s. The 80s. So there's something so nostalgic about that for me, having watched those movies as a kid. And the instant you turn on Stranger Things, not only is it the props, but just the filmmaking style immediately screams that this was made 35 to 40 years ago. So I asked him if he wouldn't mind just giving me, for for my benefit and for yours, ladies and gentlemen, the rundown on how they did this and if it's really very hard to do or if it's a film trick that everybody could potentially master if they wanted to.
1: It's possible to do it. It's going to take a lot of work, but it's it's possible. It's, it's very doable for anyone to do it. I mean, obviously Stranger Things did it, so it's possible. <laughs> uh, before I go into exactly how they did the 80s feel i just want to talk about the color of uh, how color can affect movies right. so how if we think about the house that will when he's in his house uh in the normal world his house is orange you have orange tones but then when he's in the upside down in his house it's all blue it's the same house but if you shoot one blue and one orange the orange one is more inviting the blue ones look cold it's it's scarier the the upside down how it's shot is at 2,600 Kelvin and they just, or no, 2,200 Kelvin, sorry. And they, which is like a color temperature. Fascinating. So it's like a blue color temperature. Like that makes the entire image blue. And then they add the, the like webbing shit. Right. And
0: upside down. <laughs> so it's not, I'm thinking they're building two sets, like one no. with blue lights and one
1: with... It's not even, it's not even the color of the light though. It's the color the camera picks up. Wow. This is where it gets kind of technical, but the color this is hard to explain because of color temperatures like hard to visualize sometimes but if you have a 3200 kelvin light so a, a tungsten light is what they're called yeah it's 3200 kelvin so it's if more i orangey yeah to to your eye it's a little bit more orangey uh but to a camera set to 3200 kelvin it's gonna appear white so if i shoot a white wall with a 3200 kelvin light and i put my camera to 3200 kelvin the white wall will be white and the light will be white if i crank that up the white light which is 3200 but i put my camera higher so let's say 4000 it'll be a more orange color if i bring it down it'll be more blue (laughs) wow yeah i that
0: you that that, right over my head right right over yeah yeah that is that's like hard to that's like a a paradoxical thing yeah. to try and grasp google
1: color temperature you'll you'll see the diagrams yeah. it'll help you yeah oh but my god it's okay
0: so uh uh maybe just like so you're saying if i use a 22 kelvin light yeah and i shine it on a white wall yeah and i set my camera to 22 kelvin yeah then uh if i film the white wall it will appear white yeah fascinating so because I, I keep thinking of this as being like um like laminate sheets like 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 you're taking a plastic blue filter and you're putting it over the light. La- well, you, la- to you can do that too. You can do that also? Enhance, yeah, those are called CTBs, color temperature blues.
1: Okay. And there's like half CTBs, quarter CTBs, full CTBs, two times CTBs and like okay. all that. And that's just basically a, it looks like a piece of cellophane that's yeah. just colored. Yeah, and like put what that did kids it would be like yeah red and green No. <laughs> yeah so if you put that this is where you can get lost in the sauce basically where like if you put a 3200 watt a 32 <laughs> kelvin but then you put a ctb over yeah there. then it becomes 5600 kelvin oh my god yeah so you have to do like math almost to like find the jumps because if you do half ctb it's only half that and then quarter and then that's so cool that is so so cool yeah so like when you see a light you might think it's this Like, you might see it as this color, but in real life, if you look at it on set, like, on set, there's a good chance that the upside down is white. Like, it's normal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's just the color. Because the color on your camera is either to change. It's just one, dot, like, button that you push to get to a certain number versus wow. getting light in wow. different colors. It's a lot more cheap. It's, so it's cheaper.
0: They, they did it as one set? Or, or do we know? We know this? I'm certain? not 100% sure, but I'm assuming... Too? Yeah, that's so yeah. so cool. So it's just it kind of it, it just dials home this idea that as a as a, a viewer, there's a story being told to you that you're not consciously aware of. It's coming in at a lower yeah, kind of well, like a just, lower level of consciousness.
1: It's just something that like affects you almost like subconsciously and like primitively.
0: Yeah, primitively. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good way of putting yeah. it.
1: You don't have to know that blue, cold, red, hot. But like, good point. You see blue, cold, and you're, you see like blue, and you're like, uh, Well, that's when kind you started cold, to like, mention
0: it, the first thought that I had was of like my astrophysics classes, where like, it would, you know, we would define stars by being white or blue, yeah. right? Or you could have a red dwarf, like you're just, yeah. all, and all of these were just references to temperature, basically yeah. the, the main wavelength. Yeah. That was coming out of the star. So these color categorizations were kind of just... Like that's, weird. What, yeah. As you're talking to me about Kelvin, I was like... <laughs> I know artist. this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where it's from, though. That's where it's from. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is there any other elements of... Yeah, of course. That, of course. Uh, so a lot of selling
1: a, like a time-sensitive piece is in props. Right. Because obviously like, you can... Yeah, the phone has got to look yeah. like it was... You can't have time, an '80s right. movie with an iPhone. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So like those the huge walkie talkies he has, you know, like yeah, yeah, those exactly. sell it. That's, you know, like that's the,
0: just stuff that you you say to your prop department, like go on eBay and find, '80s, and find...
1: <laughs> they'll find you shit. Yeah. You know? So like stuff like that's really important. Like uh, wardrobe, obviously, it has right. to be time sensitive, stuff like that. Um, the other thing is like how you how you manage these subconscious things. So in terms of uh, music, the music was produced more synths, synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a lot, like that's like 80s kind of esque. Yes, yes. And a lot of the synths they used to make it were synths made in the 80s. That they, oh, yeah. So, it's not so like, you have that
0: extra layer of authenticity in Exactly.
1: That. So it's not computers making it, it's like an 80s instrument that they bought got from the 80s brought here made the song so it's like
0: which is why it's it, 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 there's that extra je ne sais quoi yeah that, that, it's like a, reminds a crisp, you, like you know that's that secret sauce that exactly in there. yeah
1: so so that's like super important okay and like those instruments are cool because like they basically can't be made today because like the the manufacturing processes are just outdated and they're gone yeah yeah so even if you know the company and like you still can't get those. You yeah. have to find like and you the literally actual... have to
0: buy the antique thing to get that antique sound.
1: Exactly. Uh, another thing that I found interesting actually is the title sequence. You know when the the letters are coming in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never. Uh, you know they, they give you that option to skip it. Yeah, you oh, can't skip. It. You can't skip that one. Exactly. It's too good. It's, it's too good. awesome. It's
1: too good. The thing. The thing that's cool about that is it's not computer generated. They did. No way. Yeah, it's like it's like a film and they had a light in the back shining through the film yeah oh that's so
0: awesome yeah that's so authentic exactly
1: it's like how they would have done title sequences in the 80s and that's why it's like so like
0: hats off. It's, a, it's a Russo brothers
1: man uh duffel
0: the yeah the directors yeah 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 the, hats Duffy, off to you gentlemen Duffy sorry, sorry for getting your names wrong there uh, apologies
1: yeah D- duffer
0: duffer the duffer brothers we we're
1: close duffer
0: those guys legends Uh, yeah seriously oh i love i love that yeah i love that and it's so also like we 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 get tired of you know we talk about our mainstream kind of stuff with these companies who just kind of market and and pump out crappy sequel after crappy sequel yeah to just see some filmmakers like be able to get a budget to make something that they really love and care about yes oh yes it's so good
1: it's awesome uh there's there's before i go into the technical aspect of what i found on how the director uh the dp kind of shot this yeah uh in terms of storytelling they kind of they kind of go with how the stories there that were like there at that time so like et uh yeah. like all of like the alien too yeah there's like homage to this alien in the first scene you know like you know when the the scientist is running out of the yes out of yes, the thing yeah and then he gets grabbed by the yes yeah from the top that's pure alien and yeah. like it it like they show the way they write certain actions the way they like show certain actions it's like it's not being explained to you like you're a dummy you know it's yes. it's kind of that like figure it out for yourself kind yeah. of thing which There's is a like,
0: lot of like homage
1: yeah you know, They're not even homage like remember okay this is kind of a weird example but when we used to play video games as a kid yeah there was no like press a to jump
0: yes there was no hand holding
1: yeah it was like Here you are, have fun. Here's the controller and here's the game. And it was just brutally hard sometimes. Because you're like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, exactly. And now, like, like, I remember seeing a video on the new Call of Duty that was like, if you literally just, you don't even have to press a button, you just move, the AIs that are on your team will kill all the enemies for you.
0: Oh, so it's gone completely, the pendulum has swung completely in the opposite direction. Exactly. From days where games were so hard as to be like obtuse. Yeah. Like of, like offensively, obtusely unwilling to explain to you yeah. how they were supposed to be fun in any way. For sure. And just like, expecting because your parents only bought you one game that you would just sit there and grind at it. For hours. For hours until you could figure it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Tie the Tiger? Yeah. Tasmanian Tiger. Of first, like, one of our yeah. first games we played together. But the pendulum has swung completely to the other direction. That if you are too much of a like idiot, yeah, the game will basically play itself for you. Pretty much, yeah. Like just just walk around and yeah. And you can you can go just sit you over there, yeah. and the game will we'll we'll, will will kill all the bad guys exactly. for you.
1: <laughs> Have fun, <laughs> or just watch the movie. Like that's fantastic. That's it. it's... So like that's that's how they kind of write the story. So like if we yeah, think about more,
0: there's less handholding. They're not yeah. they're not doing what we've kind of gotten all sick of, which is um, opening up with like once upon a time
1: there was yeah just got, four just little boys who love playing the story and dragons yeah and right exactly it's that versus like. The guy gets like picked off from the top, yeah. and all of a sudden you're in like, what? the guy's no, basement. Like, you're the there's basement. a Demogorgon, and you're like, yeah. "Oh fuck!" Like, yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, so now for the more technical aspect, fantastic. Uh, I searched up the uh, DP of the show, Tim Eaves, I believe, or okay. Tom Eaves. Bad with names.
0: Hello, Mr. Eaves. Uh, hello. You listening. You did a
1: good job. Thanks.
0: Yes, we can't tell you how much we appreciate your work. Uh,
1: so if this means anything to anyone, they shot it in seven K.
0: Okay, explain, explain to our audience what 7K is. Okay. Also,
1: here's to you, Mr. Eaves. <laughs>
0: hey.
1: <laughs> so, uh... Slurp, <laughs> slurp, slurp, slurp. Slur. So when you shoot, the resolution on digital sensors is... It's getting ludicrously high now. Yeah. Uh, so when you think 1080p or full HD, yeah, that's 1920 pixels
0: by 1080 pixels. So, so just just so it's clear for our audience, before you had a piece of film, and the 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 light would be briefly allowed into the camera chamber, and it would strike the piece of film. And based on the intensity of the light at any given point on the film, you would get a different amount of um, effect on this on this what we call this photoactive film. Yeah. Right. And that's what would give you the remnant. And then eventually we so that that's that's how original photography started or a daguerreotype yeah right, and then eventually we ended up having these cameras that could spin the film quickly and we would put multiple strips of this photoactive film, and we got better and better at it and then eventually we reached a point where we started instead having an they called an image card, the actual photoactive. Oh, I didn't know this actually. Of of a of a digital of a digital camera. Uh, sensor. The sensor. Okay, the, yeah. the the image sensor. Yeah. And the way that the image sensor works is it's a, it's a large series of dots that go across horizontally and vertically. Yeah. And you try to cluster them in as tightly as possible by making the photosensors as small as possible. And they detect green, red, blue. And luminance. And luminance. Yeah. And the tighter in that you can... Bunch these sensors together, so like there's into, you could literally have one that was just two, and then you would take a picture, yeah, and you would and just get two blocks, one color and another color, and they would be of differing brightnesses, yeah, brightnesses or color, yeah, or color, right, yeah. And in what we do now is we we print them in so tightly, yeah, like
1: millions, 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 millions
0: and millions and millions, like what we do with a like a, a processor, yeah, right, exactly. transistor, yeah, where you just want to have these. These little components, as as tiny as possible, and packed in as tightly as possible, to the point where now, how many on a 7K? What 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 kind of resolution are you getting? I did not even know the full resolution
1: of 7K, but it's like it, it. You can basically zoom in on a 1080p, a full HD image, like like eight times. If you grab like one eighth of the screen, that's 1080p. That's 1080p.
0: Yeah. So if you grab one eighth of the screen. One-eighth of the screen has the same resolution okay, as yeah, I got, I got all Your, your. previous generation's full HD capabilities. Your HDTV, if it's maxed out and every pixel is displaying something, if you're shooting in 7K, there's eight times more information. Oh, easy. Easy. Uh, not Actually, higher. More than eight times. Yeah,
1: because 4K is four times 1080. 4K is four times 1080. So then 8K is... 16 times 1080. Does that make sense? Something like that. I don't know. Numbers.
0: We'll, we'll go back and run the numbers
1: for you. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> okay, so if I give you an example, 1080p full HD yeah. is 1920 by 1080 pixels. Okay. So that's height, width.
0: Yeah. So that's 920 by 1080 pixels.
1: 1920. 1920. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we go 4K, which is the new buzzword, Yeah. that's 3840 by 2160. 3840. 2160. So that's 2160. four times 1080p. Okay. If we go 7K, that's 7360 by 4128. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so if you just think about the width for a sec, 1080p is basically let's say if dumb it down, a thousand pixels high. 7K is four thousand pixels high. So you have four times the resolution on the on the width. My God. On the height, we have 1920s. So let's say 2000, and we have 7500 basically on My the God. 7 My God, that, that
0: sounds like it should be military spy technology. Oh,
1: they they got some
0: shit. I'm sure they have some, <laughs> some crazy shit. They got some shit. Th- that's that sounds like that would it would be like. And the thing that's even more amazing about it is that we're not talking about a still camera. No. We're talking about video motion. Yeah.
1: Which is it's most of the time 24 images per second. So you're grabbing 24 full 7 or 8K stills every second.
0: And if you were to do that, if you were to run the camera at a blank wall for a minute, how much, just rough numbers?
1: It really depends on the codec. That the So like the type of compression the camera uses. Okay. But for example, at 4K on my camera, yeah. uh, a full, let's say... I like a medium sized codec. So, medium sized compression. So, yeah. not too compressed, not too raw. Your card would last, I think, 35 minutes.
0: And your card is how big?
1: 250 gigs.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this before. It sounds absurd. It, it still sounds absurd. Yeah. So, 250 gigabytes, about a half hour of yeah. video. Yeah,
1: and that's not even like the full and that's the not full even quality.
0: A lot like a lost like a no, not yeah. even raw.
1: If I go full resolution, full like no compression at all. Yeah, you're getting minutes like I think eight,
0: nine, something like that. So just a, a an ast- like a a waterfall of information. Yeah, just you, you watch one song,
1: in. you watch one song, and the files couldn't even fit on your computer anymore, like on a regular wow. person's laptop.
0: Well, you were saying for a music video, you typically need two. 250 gigabyte cards yeah it's about it's about 500
1: gigs my for like a long music video I remember shooting uh, I remember shooting with my f- friend a video with my camera in like the highest resolution highest uh, lowest compression so the highest size of image possible yeah and we shot the entire music video and it was 1.8 terabytes
0: for one music video 1.8 terabytes so just so you're clear ladies and gentlemen uh, uh, that's 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 1800 gigs so thousand eight hundred gigabytes, yeah, which is itself a billion bytes, yeah. So it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of it's a lot of ones oh and zeros. Oh my god! So that's yeah, it's that's one hundred and eighty thousand trillion bytes of information. Yeah. In order to get like, it's like
1: a it's like a hundred bucks, let's say, for a hard it's drive, a drive that can hold that. There, but
0: yeah. For like a
1: normal person's hard drive, it's like a hundred bucks to hold two terabytes of info. Yeah. So a hundred bucks to store that music. Video. My god. Yeah. Wasn't fun. It Wasn't fun.
0: Um, so we don't want this uh, podcast to go on too long, ladies and gentlemen. But we would like to touch on some of the you know sillier things as we as we mentioned in our um, in our info box. Um, we're not necessarily just about movies. We're also two guys in their twenties working in a creative industry, and uh, it's not always easy to do that um, uh, from on on a. Uh, <laughs> God, on a day-to-day basis, actually, sir, if I can just if I can just insert this in here, yeah, go for it. Um, so maybe some questions that our, our listeners might have for us, depending on where you live and what you're doing. Um, why do you guys speak English if you live in Montreal?
1: Oh no! <laughs> uh, so so we live Montreal. Most of Quebec and most of Canada is bilingual. Uh, so we speak English, French. Yes, indeed. Uh, the part of the island of Montreal that we live on
0: is majority English I'd say yes even pe- even people from from the the much more uh quebecois not m- more quebecois but the more French-speaking places in Quebec refer to this as West Island yeah exactly so they literally switch to English to say the West Island it's yeah. not Le West de Lille yeah um so uh, that's just if anybody wanted to know fun facts uh, yeah and uh, Montreal is a great city I love my city yeah, it's not you bad. You love making movies cold, in Montreal, but yeah. right? Yeah, it's a great city for it's film, a great city for art, yeah, great city for comedy. Uh, so, just on some random questions, uh, girls with uh, tattoos, are you are you into? Do you dig them or do you do you it, not like? It's uh,
1: It doesn't affect my like. It's it's not a positive and it's not a negative. I find
0: for me, I've been like attracted to girls and then seen that they had tattoos and kind of been like, oh. Like, oh really yeah i'm not oh a tattoo here we go okay really i'm just not a tattoo guy okay yeah yeah and I, I don't like it's not like a judgment like i remember this one time i went to a restaurant and there was this really good looking girl and she had like a sleeve yeah and i was still attracted to her afterwards so it's not like a more t- like a more t- uh, a, a universal ban yeah on
1: okay is it like a ban on stupid tattoos <laughs>
0: maybe that's it okay maybe that's it
1: did the first girl have stupid tattoos
0: it was kind of a stupid tattoo. Okay, it, <laughs> it might be. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It, could be, it could be. But, you know, I have to say, like, there are a lot of times when I'll see a tattoo. No, let's just say I've never seen a tattoo and, and gone like, oh, that's hot. Okay. It always goes down. Interesting. It always goes okay. down. It's better if it's, like, up front. Yeah. So it's, like, you, you have know sleep, what you're getting it's into. totally available. Yeah. It's obvious. So you have the evaluation and you're like, is this person still hot with the tattoo? Yeah. Yes, I'm going to err on the side of, yes, they are still hot. Okay. But I've never seen a tattoo and been pleasantly surprised. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay,
1: I've kind of seen, I've seen both. Have, really? I've seen, like, a lot where it's like, I see it and it's like, it doesn't interest me, but, like, the art is cool. Like, you know, if you see, like, a galaxy, you're like, oh, like, I don't know why you do that, but, like, it looks sick. <laughs> like, that that kind of stuff I've seen, that, like, that doesn't bother me, but if it's, like, because some, I can't really give away like what it was, but <laughs>
0: I've seen some dumb. We shit. do have to keep a few secrets on the exactly. show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We love to be as honest with you as possible, yeah. but
1: if I, if I if we mute for a second here, for me it was like I don't know why you'd get that done. Like if it has no meaning, I don't know. I don't understand why you'd do it. So wait, no, that rubbed you the
0: wrong way or the right way?
1: It didn't like it didn't change. It, it didn't bring the girl down. It didn't bring the girl up. I was just like, oh, okay, you have a tattoo. Like it didn't bother me. All right. I'm a very easy going guy. Yeah, you are. Doesn't, you are. Doesn't You're really bother you. Ma- like low maintenance
0: kind of. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, like nothing. Why, why really? are you going to make a big deal, bro? Yeah. It's fucking ink. That's the role he plays in my life. There are so many times when Eric has just been like, dude, why you got to make a big deal? <laughs> just relax. <laughs> that's fun. And I think that's a, that'll be a nice place to wrap up our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope it was informative. We hope it was enjoyable. We had a lot of fun making it, as always. Um, if you, we're eventually going to come up with uh, ways for you to contact us if you're interested. We're still working on our name. Uh, as of right now we've got a couple of interesting final candidates, but we're still working on them. And um, it's just uh, it's a great, fun, uh, experimental way for us to talk about some of the things we love, some of the things we're thinking about and just have a great time. So we hope you enjoyed it too. Take care of yourselves and we will see you in the next episode. Bye!